재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 Time now for Generation Now A quick look at what younger generations are embracing And uh, how generations are going their separate ways In Korea's changing society with Leia Young Hi Leia Good morning. I guess all those years ago when I came to Korea and I walked through the market and I saw uh, K-pop stars on little socks, I I, I said the fandom here is a little different. The characters. K-pop socks. Mm -hmm. You can get the the singers or the cartoon characters. In fact, there's just about nothing that you can't get a K-pop idol on. Coffee mugs, calendars. So uh, it's a pretty intense fandom here in Korea. Yeah, Korea's culture business is centering on K-pop idol figures. It's ruling the entertainment business in general. Mm. Even the word idol, um, coming from, say, you know, a North American kind of thing. We, we talk about celebrities, we talk about stars. We don't necessarily use the word idol. It has various meanings, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, so apart from the dictionary definition of idol, which means someone you'd admire and look up to, mm. Korea has a slightly different take on interpreting the word idol. Mm. So we're talking about here the singer groups formed with multiple members debuted in their teens. Most of them are produced by powerhouse agencies. Mm-hmm. And maybe the term teen idol would be more suitable to understand this idea. Yeah, you've kind of, you know, you can drop the word teen, but even even so, you're still conjuring this idea of teen idol. So, you know, people in their teens, young people. Yeah. So, uh, has that evolved over time? I mean, when we talk about, you know, when the word idol started to come into common use, we're talking about these incredibly exciting sort of mega stars from, from the world of music, right? Yeah. Well, because the K-pop idols have a certain style of music, mostly dance, and because these idol figures are very young, mm-hmm. if you're in your 20s and 30s and you're interested in this culture, some people may consider you as being immature or obsessed with watching something created for school kids. Mm-hmm. But now it's not just for teens. I think more adults are getting involved in enjoying this culture. And it's, maybe it's going beyond music, right? I mean, it's not just from the world of singing and dancing that we can talk about idols. That's true. So the recognition has been changed both for the idols and the fans. So in the early 2000s, the culture was just seen as, you know, a mere child would fall into the, the stormy period of mm-hmm. their adolescence. And each idol member was considered as someone who were just lucky and chosen upon their handsome, pretty appearances, Mm -hmm. who knows how to sing and dance, but they did not gain much respect on their artistic skills. It was much more about the image-making. But now the audience are slowly recognizing the idol's abilities, so now they're being seen as the young ones who are well-trained who are becoming all-around entertainers with Mm. versatile talents. So it's no longer somebody in an executive suite just picking out the idol and choosing them to be famous. They're kind of earning their their own fame more and more. It's becoming more meritocratic, I guess you could say. So, I mean, everybody, every generation has had their idols, right? Even your parents and maybe even your grandparents had their idols, so to speak. How, how, How has it changed over time? Every generation approaches idols a little bit different, right? Yeah, I think the media is really helping this phenomenon happening. I have to mention the popular idol edition shows like K-Pop Star, Mm -hmm. 16, and Produce 101, which drew 
enormous attention to the industry in a very positive way where the viewers vote for their desired winners to be a member of a newborn idol group Mm -hmm. and there's even a tv program called idol weekly introducing the a to z of each idol group's characteristics so there are various touch points that provide many routes to get to know the idol closer so they update their daily life on SNS. They do some live broadcasting on online platforms showing their behind the scenes. Mm. They do radio DJs. They do reality shows. And even the portal provides the chikem yeah. footage, which means a camera footage focus on one particular member because there's so many members of the group. So you don't have the restricted view. You can see your favorite member throughout the whole song. So it's way more interactive and personalized these yes. days. So thanks to the great exposure on the different media channels, even my parents' generation who are in their 50s, 60s are becoming knowledgeable for each one of the idol members. <laughs> How's that not a good thing? That's great. Yeah, there's even terms that have been made like Samchun fans, which means uncle fans, Nuna fans, <laughs> and fans. So sometimes some my mother surprises me with her knowledge on idols who she recognizes from daily soap dramas. She's a Nuna fan. Yeah, like emo fan. Emo fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get back to this sort of unique idol fan culture here in, in Korea. What, what kind of stuff does Korea uniquely do in terms of its idols, and how is that evolving? So uh, Korea had a very unique idol fan culture starting from the 90s, which they had balloon colors, um used for expressing their fandoms for each groups. So white would indicate fans of a certain group. Yellow balloons would indicate fans of a certain group. So it was possible to distinguish the fandom based on the specified color, but Mm. it evolved in the 2010 era. So if I like a group and uh, I like a certain member of the group, I'll pick a color that represents that that person? Yeah, so that you could (laughs) express yourself that you're the fan of that the, that the drummer or whoever it group, is. Yeah. yeah, okay, got it. But the uh, one thing that has changed from the balloons is they have, each group has their own unique designed wand, like a uh, magic wand. Like a glow stick or, or just yeah, a Yeah, like a glow stick that you can use on concerts or oh. live TV shows. It's quite expensive. It's around 20 to 30 US dollars. Mm-hmm. But in concert hall scenes, it serves the price-worthy Role. So the lighting of the wand is manipulated by the centralized management control from the main console. Stop it. So you, <laughs> you, you buy this expensive wand yeah. and you're in the concert and somebody at the main master control, they can determine whether your wand is on or off? So every song would have its own lighting choreography. Stop it. So technology is really taking in this fandom and uh, like... Groups like Jexkiss, G.O.D., and S.E.S. who are who had their fame uh, like twenty years ago. When did are, they start turning up these wands? It has been like a decade. Really, mm-hmm. I've never been to like a live in-person K-pop concert, so I, that must be weird. Yeah, so the retro idol fans are grown up to their late twenties and early thirties, okay. and they're getting shocked by these new technologies incorporated in their fan items. Okay, that is my takeaway for today. You really have um, instructed me on these these wands. Merch is no new thing. I mean, every 
Idol and every band since the dawn of time has has lots of uh, merchandise and goods, right? Yeah. But Korea goes overboard as with many things. It uh, has an incredible diversity of merch. Yes, so not to mention about the limited editions of photo books or albums or storybooks. They will take EXO, the group, as an example. They have their own sci-fi birth of fable. They have their own sci-fi like story? Yes, yeah, Or story. novel or something? So they're... Well, they have their own story. Like uh, they're born as a legend, and they all have this special power. Are they that not they from our use. planet? They're not. They're really? from exoplanet. Okay. <laughs> all right. I've come here to change the world with music. Mm-hmm. That's the story. That's the story. Okay. Wow. And there's lots of consumer products and stuff like that too, right? That they kind of put their whether it's fried chicken and whatever. They, there's every kind of corporate sponsorship you yeah, can like imagine. Popcorn, sweets, chips. Ramen named after the ideal stars, hmm. restaurants, fashion brands, you name it. Yeah, it's all kind of exists. baked into the... Mm-hmm. Wow. And as you alluded to with those audition shows before, all kinds of ways to connect on social networking services, right? To, I mean, it's one of the unique things about the Korean fandom that they really feel like these stars are almost their, their friends. They're connected to them, right? Yeah, they are serving as a public figure like... Being your boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And individual cameras that uh, can focus on your favorite member. So you can, if there's a group performance, you can just watch that one member that you're obsessed with. Right? Yeah. So throughout the whole song, you can just focus on your favorite member. So you're happy throughout your whole song. Isn't that a little much? I mean, it doesn't it kind of create sort of... Uh, I don't want to go so far as to say cyber stalkers, but it creates a little, it's a little bit weird to, to focus on that one performer all the time, isn't it? But there was not many touch points before to see your idol star before. Mm-hmm. So the only way for you to access to the idol member that you, if you want to get to know them closer, you have to go in person and stay in a long line mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you have to invade their private spaces right. but now, now you can sort of lurk yeah. digitally mm-hmm. so I think it's creating more space so it has an aesthetic distance I would say an aesthetic distance that's mm-hmm. a beautiful way of putting it uh, nonetheless um, it's you know kind of uh, marginalizes people into this narrow track of fandom in a way you could say it's it's gone hand in hand with the creation of these sort of netizen tribes right Mm -hmm. people who are wild about a particular star or a particular person yes and korean idol culture has its own unique kind of way of celebrating their fandom Mm -hmm. one would be the fan meeting culture so the celebrities birthday parties in u.s would be a club party with their entourage but in korea it would be a spectacle show in stadiums or Mm -hmm. concert halls they do that for their birthdays and stuff yeah always no kidding and there are also cover dance culture that you may have um taken a look on youtube and stuff when you mean when you say cover dance culture, what does that mean? So the fans would do the choreography of their K-pop oh, stars, okay. and they would mimic the movements because sure. it's too good for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they study the all the whole back dancer thing, and then they do it as like a tribute to their favorite star. That's true. Uh, this is kind of like what would you sum this up by? I mean, this is a, a psychological phenomenon, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, it's like 
kind of remaining a child for a long time, isn't it? It's like suspending yourself in your teens, even if you're a Nuna fan or an emo fan, right? Yeah, so idol culture shares the cultural stream of being a kidults, so who are not afraid to openly talk about their love for a particular cultural figure or content they've enjoyed for their childhood and who would openly take an action on consuming culture regardless of how others might judge you. There you go. Idol culture, don't let yourself be judged. Leia, thanks for coming in. Thank you. And we're back with Did You Know right after this.